And welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. Tonight we'll be continuing the campaign Fate Split, session 27. Please bear with us as our cameras are probably quite skewed, as one of our members had a late night at work and will be joining us shortly. Once he jumps in and turns on his camera, everything will be fixed. In the meanwhile, while we wait for him, we figured this is an awesome opportunity to interact with you, the viewers, or each other since not everybody has shown up quite yet. How are we all doing? Hi, Mr. Nobody. How are you? Love your Hello. Dude, I'm fucking tired. I am sorry, I think. I'm like real fucking tired. Just don't be. No, yeah, just, I just don't. I uh, yeah, just don't be tired. This How far along is this is game? 27. So, so yes, tonight is session twenty-seven. Um, in world they are. Uh God, how far are you guys right uh, now? A month and a half, months? two months. Passage of time is a lie. Passage of time is a lie, <laughs> and as you guys learned recently, very fluid. So. As far as your party is aware, you have all known each other about a month and a half. If time is fluid, can we drink it? I wouldn't suggest it, but yes. Don't drink the time. Is that is that time time of meeting Crystal forward or Gurn forward? No, this Uh, is the core party. Yeah, this core party meeting. You guys aren't core. I'm hardcore. I don't work out my core. Yeah, that that hurt. So are the better. I'm metalcore. Quite honestly, if the core party makes up the apple pie, uh, Crystal and Gurn would be like the extra cinnamon crumble that you put on top, and then the scoop of vanilla ice cream on the side. You just make everything. Who's better. who's what? Who's what? I need to know. Um. Well. You're the filling. That's what you are. <laughs> oh my. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, right. Does it? You that asked. makes me wildly uncomfortable. Does it though? Yeah. Right. You asked. So I wanted to know who was the cr- or who was the cinnamon crumble and who was the vanilla. All right. So I didn't want to know who was what. I can't label either of them specifically as the cinnamon crumble due to hair color because they're both effectively gingers right now. But if we're going to go for a giant creamy scoop of vanilla, I'm going with Viking. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm going with Gurn. Ah, we have a John. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll be a giant creamy scoop of vanilla ice cream. Please never do that again. (laughs) Why not? Hi, John. Sorry, guys. No, you're good, man. We're uh, we're doing a little bit of a wind up, trying to interact with the various chat people, person, chat uh, hers, that person thus far. Rough night at work, I assume. Yeah, dishwasher quit. Oh, fun! Yikes! And then mm. the last hour was just packed. So yeah, I just got home. Well, take a breather. 
if you're ready to go, I can jump into the intro, which gives you an extra, you know, two to three minutes to wind down. Yeah, I'm set up. If you're not Ugh, ready to go, fuck. you can chill for a minute. No, I'll be all right. Just long day. Well, long week. Uh, yeah, it's been a long yeah. week for all of us. <laughs> Unzip those pants, buddy, and get ready some for some fucking D&D. Whoa. I, I'm, I'm pretty certain there's Twitch rules against uh, fucking on D&D, so... Yeah. Listen, metaphorically speaking, unzip uh, those pants and get ready for some fucking D&D. No, here's, here's, here's Hypothetically, some... what if I'm not wearing pants? That... I don't need to know these things. Here's something that's a bit more implicative. Unzip those pants and get ready for some role play. That's how we roll. I mean, like, as long as it's improv, though. No, it's all scripted. So I'm even guessing the, even the part about the that's improv. that's our new slogan, right? And welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. Unzip those pants and get ready for some role play. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nobody, I'm we are very grateful that you are here. Please excuse these shenanigans. <laughs> We're I excited to have you here. We are. We are. I might have some to put of that us on the back of a shirt. So excited! They're unzipping <laughs> those pants for D and D. ready for some role play. Excuse me, little one. Your my excuse. cat is trying to steal my Red Bull. Oh, see, well, I thought this was another comment to you not wearing pants. All right. <laughs> 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 Dude, you're skewing the camera doing that. It, so what ends up happening is it just, like, fucks with the, with the thing... <laughs> Can we rename the recording bots? What's that? Can we rename the recording bots? No. Why would we? I mean, like, give them nicknames. nicknames. Yeah, you can. Uh, I can probably do that in post, but I don't feel like doing it now. Okay. Okay. Why, do you want me to bump them down? No. Well, yeah, but it doesn't need to be. Not right now. We have a long history with them. Yeah, exactly. That's why they should be bitch one and bitch two. Well, yeah, you guys used to tell them the F off at the beginning of every single I, I thought episode. you guys shared that title already. I, I already did that tonight. In reminiscence. All right, there you go. They're at the bottom of the list now. There we go. Hang on, I gotta see how they were named. Also, That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, it just, it, it, it's a non-issue nickname to give to them, and it forces them to the bottom. I hope that doesn't fuck with anything. I don't think it will. I mean, it's not going to fuck with the audio, so... Could we do an honorary what's everyone drinking? Yeah. What's everybody drinking? Oh Actually, my god. Got a point oh at my the god. camera. Is John's, everybody drinking? John oh, almost everybody's drinking leaf? a fucking energy drink of some sort. Pure leaf and Tropicana orange juice. Actually, this is the last 30 minutes. Jesus Christ, oh, man. Oh, my God. Your fucking heart. What are we doing? We can't be streaming this. This is illegal. <laughs> At that point, it might as well be narcotics. 
Anyway, I've also got this as a backup, and this is packed with caffeinated Mio, so there's that. Oh, I, I can't do narcotics. I have, I have high blood pressure. Oh, I wonder why. Probably from the Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh, my. Oh, my Lanta, you people. Okay. Um, right. I guess... Everybody settled? Ready? Ready for the recap? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to go grab another monster. <laughs> I can do that while you you're recapping. Grab like three of them, dude. Just catch up. Come on. Go get your damn drink. <laughs> See, I Mr. stock Kirby, up with all my stuff beside me. I realize that you've missed quite a bit. Just so you know, at the beginning of every episode, we do a short recap of what has happened in the past Sometimes it's just the previous episode. Sometimes it's the previous few episodes. It depends on how I feel like lumping it. But at least you'll get a little bit of backstory as to what's going on. And then we're just going to end up jumping into whatever shenanigans may or may not happen. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the party to TPK themselves. It's a definite possibility. It is absolutely a possibility, especially with Xander playing. Oh, welcome back, Xander. All right. And now for the continuation of Fate's Split. Last time on Fate's Split. After returning to Vice's hometown of Sheraton and finding his mentor Northam nearly dying on his sofa, they managed to revive this elderly elven man and then spent the next day and a half wandering the town of Sheraton, getting a lay of the land, answering questions, having questions answered, and just trying to find a sense of normalcy. As Vice and his mother reconcile her past with her previous husband and her potential pregnancy that led to Vice's birth, Shatton exploring the town. Would you kindly fuck off? That seemed rather rude to say to Shatton. As Shatton roamed around town, potentially scoping businesses he could potentially steal from, and then deciding against doing so, she could steal from. Sorry. The remainder of the party attempting to make food, eventually getting a room at an inn, and settling down. The following day, Northam pulled them each aside, asking if they had proof of their connections with their watchers. Entities that represent the remnant power of the Titans. Enormous creatures that molded the universe in which they exist. Where we left off last... Moss and Selene had each given examples of the powers given to them by the Watchers that oversee them. Shortly after Moss had summoned his mount, Kada, a green guard drake, she had connected with the Watcher of Life and Death, Luminoctus, and established a connection between Northam and the Realm Between, the home 
of the Watcher that oversees life and death. As Northam came back to consciousness, he collapsed to the ground, breathing heavily, panting. They're real. He was all a theory at first, but now I have proof. The Watchers truly are real, and if the Watchers are real, then the Titans were real. And if the Titans were real, then our universe may come to an end sooner than we believed it would, and we need to act now. And with that, we return to our game. Celine, Moss, and everybody else sitting around Northam as he lays, as he sits on the floor, the ground, at the back side of Vice's home. Celine, you are still in your form of the beast of nature, a giant, silvery, six-legged cat. You look down at Northam as he breathes heavily, trying to slow his heart rate. And he looks up at each of you. This needs to be solved quickly. If we need proof of the seventh Titan. And if we can find proof of the seventh Titan, perhaps one of you may be able to contact the Watcher that was left behind by it and try to find out why the realm is being torn apart. I... I hate to ask you all of this, but you may need to leave sooner than you may have anticipated. Can we go back to the realm being torn apart? When did... How concerned should we be? That's right. You had... You had wandered off into town while we were having this discussion, weren't you? He just kind of looks quizzically, trying to remember if you had been there for that piece of the conversation or not. Shatton, do you remember... I would hope you remember... When you suddenly found yourself in that forest with the giant elk and the treant? Yes. That particular forest is exactly the forest that is south of this town. But over 2,000 years ago. What you had wandered into was a rift in time, a tear in the fabric of reality that sent you 2,000 years in the past. Oh. It was just further evidence of a theory that me and my colleagues had that there was a seventh titan that molded this universe and bound it together, kept every little piece connected so that it wouldn't fall apart. And our fear and what has been somewhat proven by that rift in time is that reality is being torn apart. Now, as far as we know, all of the Titans have long since passed. 
leaving behind the watchers as their remnant essence. But we have never found evidence of a watcher for this seventh titan. Ah. <clears throat> I can see the problem now. Yes. I... I don't think I need to press upon you the importance of this venture. I believe the closest tower where you may f where you may find some evidence of Tinsmith's research would be the one in the middle of Glacius Lake. You had mentioned getting a boat from the fishing village to the west. Do you feel that that is a viable option? He just kind of looks up at all of you, waiting for someone to say something. I, um... I mean, we can always borrow one if they can't provide one. I don't really know of any other place close by that has boats. That's a good point. This town has never really had need for them. That fishing village is probably your best bet. I I, I haven't any money to, to give you to, to help you with that endeavor. Do you, do you all feel like you may be able to deal with it on your own? Um, Celine is going to shift back to her drow form <clears throat> to answer, um, Northam. Um, I should be able to help some, at least. Yeah, I, I think we can cover it. Uh, right. I was wondering, though. Uh, yes. Wanted your blue ball gem thingy back. Do you still have it? Yeah. It's in the bag. Uh, you help help me up. Help, help me up. Help me up. I'll help him up. And he very shakily begins to stand, and he is putting like all of his weight on your arms. You have no problem holding him up, but you know that his legs are not able to support him yet. The crutches oh. he was using lay on the ground beside you. I'll uh, help him, like help him back inside and set him down at the dining room table. As you guys start to make your way inside, <clears throat> Northam. Yes, Gun. Gun didn't show you Gun magic. Well, Moss, hold on a minute. He he lent me his meme doll. It's only fitting that we humor him and see what he may have to demonstrate. Shatton's going to uh, back away a bit. Shatton? All right. Garden, make <clears throat> sure you go far enough to not hurt the garden. Garden's going to walk. Over here. Kata will move, Ada. seeing Gern go near, near the area that she is in. Okay. Leaning on you, Moss, Northam is going to kind of whisper, should I be concerned? It's interesting, to say the least. All right. Gern's going to shed everything 
He's going to take his pack off, his overshirt. He's going to take off the glaive and drive it blade first into the ground. And then he's going to take stick. And he's going to start to go into the motions. All right, go ahead and roll me an athletics check. Seventeen plus eight for a twenty-five. Okay. And you're doing this with stick. Yes, sir. Okay. So as you lift a stick into the air and begin swinging it back and forth under your arm, over your arm, around your head, are you going into a jump or in what fashion are you going to slam this? Yeah, Gurn's going to go into into the the leap, but not a front flip. He's going to go more of a side motion, and then he's going to like jump and spin into it, come down. As Gurn swings, during one of his down swings, the tip of the maul scratches the earth just slightly. And as it does, you see flecks of dirt kind of rise from the earth and follow the head of the maul up into the air in his final swing. And as he brings it down, the maul crashes into the ground. Soil, grass, and rock are thrown out in a 15-foot diameter, leaving a crater in the ground in front of Gurn. Um. Gun. <sighs> Masters, he do that a lot. Uh, lately, yeah. Are you aware of any magical properties within that weapon? Moss. Um, I mean, it seems to, I mean, maybe slight magical properties, but nothing to... Nothing that you feel would cause that. Correct. All right, I, I may have a theory regarding that. Um, but I don't know if Gunn would understand, so it may be better if you and I spoke in private regarding that. Okay. Gun, that was most impressive. You Well, you've tilled the land for another garden. And hold on. And as he stands there and, and, and calls for silence, you all hear a low rumbling in the distance. And through the fog that permeates this town, you look up at the mountain range and you see bits of snow begin to fall from one of the peaks as a small avalanche falls from one of the mountaintops. Well, it would seem that your thunderous impact affects the environment for quite a distance. Impressive. You called it gun magic. 
Um, Vice, uh, your your mother's not out here right now. I may need some more paper to make some notes on this. Those, those are raised garden beds. The, Given the, the strength earth. of that impact, I'm not going to argue with him. No, but the ground didn't need to be tilled. And Vice is just going to turn back around and walk inside again. Anyway. What's uh, till? You've turned the earth. You've made it more amenable to planting vegetables or otherwise. Hmm. You've made Burn's the soil good for gardening. Fern's gonna turn and make his way inside. All right. Uh, yes, Moss, I believe. You have my, uh, you have my orb. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, uh... let's go inside. Yep. Shatton, are oh. you coming? Yeah. Carry him over and set him down on the couch. On the couch? I'm gonna follow yeah. too. Alright. I'll also be following. And I'll uh, open the bag and pull the orb out. Oh, set it beside my him. Old, my old friend, it's been such a long time. And as you place the orb next to him, this foot just a, a little over a foot wide a blue opal sphere rests on the couch next to him and he just kind of places his hand on it and it's almost like he's petting it like there was a cat on the couch next to him thank you for keeping it safe Moss uh, yeah, I mean least I could do for you keeping us safe with the items and the, in the bag and the bag itself. Uh, what exactly is this thing? Uh, the bag? Yeah. Ah, uh, well, in, um... How would I put this? In magical trade, it's known as a bag of holding. It's effectively a small pocket dimension in a satchel, allowing you to store items. However, to retrieve an item, you need to actively think of the item itself for it to come back out of the pocket dimension. That would explain why I can't find the things Shatten hit in it. Oh. Well, I mean, if... If need be, you could always turn the bag out and... Everything in it would be dumped out. Yeah, we don't have that kind of time, I don't think. I take it you've been busy during your travels, collecting things to put in the bag. Well, a few things here and there. We've got some tents in there. and It's an end, and as Shatton said, bips and bops and things to annoy Vice with later. Sorry, uh, 
Do you want to run that by me again? Uh, Vice we, is going to uh, intently stare at Shat. Went over this She's... the first time. No, no, no. I don't believe you've told me about this. You never told Vice about that. Uh, he... I knew that. Out of character. No, you were told in the Goblin Village when it happened. No, and I thought your that was response... conversation with... Nope, your response was exactly the same. Oh, yeah, it sounds like something <laughs> to say. Either way, do you want to run that by me again? Shatten has this uh, shit-eating grin on her face. Vicewood later was... As this conversation is being had, you turn back to Northam and you see him staring intently into the orb. And he looks up at you, Moss. Moss, did you... Did you attempt to connect with this? Uh, briefly, I was just trying to see what it did. Ah. Yes, there's, uh... There appears to have been an imprint of your consciousness left within it. Uh... When you were in, in Interion, did you happen to see what they were mining? Uh, yeah, there were red gems, blue gems, and purple gems. Ah, so so you've seen the blue ones. The yeah. the ones that they they were tracking my purchases of. Those gems they're how do I put this? They're effectively concentrated energy that focus solely on a singular class of magic. So if you were to focus your magic on a particular, what is called a school, these gems, if you had the right one, would help amplify your ability towards it. The blue ones focus on divination magics, the ability to read the world around you to see into the future. Or read the past. What you see here, as he lifts and presents the orb, this is the core of one of the veins of blue gems from Interion. It is effectively what one might call a seed. If you were to place this in the ground, and wait thousands of years, veins of those blue gems would sprout from it. So, in essence, this is the purest form of those blue gems. I was lucky enough to happen upon it during my... during my younger years. Actually, that was... Back when I met Meme Gurn. When I stumbled upon their settlement within the caves, and they were gracious enough to allow me in, showed me the gems, and even guided me to a chamber where this was. Gurn's eyes lit up a little bit at the mention of Meme, and he made eye contact with Northam when he said that. Um. <clears throat> 
as this conver- as I'm as Celine is listening in on this conversation, she's going to look in her bag for the blue gems and kind of like pull them out along with the um, purple shards of crystal that she also found okay. and show them to Northam. Ah, I um, see. You've, you've, you've got some of the gems. Probably from one yeah. of the gems. Yeah. Um, so we figured out what the blue ones were, but there was also bits of these purple shards of crystal as well, and I'm not sure what they are. I couldn't tell. The, the the purple ones are for transmutation. Oh. It's a school of magic that focuses on changing physical objects into different physical objects. Basically, rearranging the atomic structure of how things are made up. Okay. Um, and then with that, she's going to put them back in her bag. So yes, Moss, this this orb is probably one of the most powerful objects on this planet for focusing divination. Well, I'm sorry if Mia trying to figure out what it was did something to it in some way. Not necessarily. You've you haven't done anything negative. You've just allowed... If I could put it this way, this gem's magic is so strong that it can see almost anything, almost anywhere, if you can focus. If I were to try to see someone's future, and I took the time to focus on that one person and that one point in time I was trying to see, this orb would allow me to get there. With you trying to identify it, you accidentally imprinted your consciousness on it. All it really means is that it would be easier to focus on seeing your future now. Because you've made a direct magical connection to it. Interesting. Could we say use that to try and figure out which tower is the most prudent for us to go to? Unfortunately, no. Okay. One of the... When me and my colleagues built the towers, we were not the only researchers out there. And we had learned of others who were trying to research the Titans for personal gain. So in an effort to protect our findings, our towers have been shielded against divination magics so that no one could see within them. Even an orb as powerful as this would not be able to penetrate that shielding. Seems like it's probably a good idea. So, here's a question. When we get to this tower, there's going to be another golem, isn't there? 
Give me a moment to think. Are you considering the tower in the middle of the lake? Well, any of the towers, honestly. Well, I mean... I don't know if Tinsmith set up any columns after I had left the towers, but I know that he had once specifically said that the one in the middle of the lake... It wasn't prudent to put a golem on the outside because of the lack of space. So he had put in other defensive measures. But I can't remember what they were. Okay, that's not ideal, but I guess we'll figure that out. Okay. That being said, I guess we should probably start getting ready to go do anything we have to do in town first and head out. Yes, if, if you have any business to attend to, I, I believe the general shop may have some things that may help you. I, I'm not sure. I haven't really ventured out of this house. Um, but yes, any preparations you need to make before you all leave... Although I am curious, Crystal. I'm like, yeah. Everyone else here, with the exception of you and Shatton, seem to have betrayed a connection of sorts to higher powers. Have you any crystal magic? And he kind of glances like, at Gurn with a wink. I could, like, do magic. But what would you, like, consider crystal magic? I, I don't know. Anything unique. Something that you couldn't have learned at a, at a school from a mentor. Um, like... I guess I could, like, shoot fire really far. Well... That's certainly a talent, although I have seen Vice shoot fire fairly far. So, like, yeah. Alright. Well, all things in good time, I suppose. Whatever. He just kind of painfully grins and looks away from you. Does anybody else have questions or anything they'd like to ask before we, uh, before I send you on your way? Uh, is it possible to use that orb thing to find the Seventh Watcher? Believe me, Shatton, if it could, I would have done it already. And since I don't know what the seventh watcher is or was there's no way I could locate it to begin with um you use orb to know what was the not golem what 
one more time. Northam, you use orb to not to know. You use orb to know at tower in lake um, that is not golem. I I think I understand you, Gern. Um, let me know if I've got this wrong. And Vice is going to look at Gern while speaking to Northam and say, I believe Gern is asking if you can use the orb to find out what defenses the tower in the lake has since you know that it's not a gob. You say you don't know anymore. Yeah, since you can't remember. And I I believe the best way to describe that, Gern, is the the towers have a, a magic bag that you can't look through. So the magic that that the orb has that lets him see things, he can't see the tower to see what's what what's being or what's defending it. Like moss bag with trees. Yes, very similar. Okay. It, it's a giant invisible bag that you can't look in. Gern, would you like me to demonstrate? Come here, place your hand on the orb for a moment. Gern's going to move over to Northam. As you step over, you place your hand on the blue orb. He places his hands on it as well, and he mutters a light incantation under his breath. Your vision suddenly shoots upward through Vice's home and then up above it into a bird's eye view. You are now looking down on the entirety of the town of Sheridan. And your vision rushes west over a massive blue lake. Yes. Does Gurn still have physical reaction right now or is he in a trance? Like, can Effectively, he it's move? a trance. This is a hallucination. Okay. You are immobilized all right as your vision shoots west over the lake you see nothing but a large expanse of bluish green water to the north you can just make out the outlines of the glacius spine mountain range as it as you continue forward there seems to be a section of the lake that is completely blacked out and then your vision stops you look down from miles up and you see lake all around what appears to be a solid black hole in the middle of the lake. Within your head, you hear Northam's voice. This is where the tower should be, but I cannot peer into it or even at it. We know it's there. If it, if the tower had been destroyed, its defenses would have gone with it. We would see the island it was built upon. But since we can't see it, we know the tower still exists we cannot look upon it. Suddenly your vision 
whips back into your own eyes. You open your eyes again and you're looking down at Northam on the couch. Um. So, no, Gun. I do not know what kind of defenses this tower may still have. Gun, buddy. You look like you've seen some shit. Are you okay? Gern's just going to kind of look over at you. Gern, look from bird. He's going to look back over at Northam. Gern, don't like. Please don't. Again. As you wish, sir. It's the least I could do for your assistance in my recovery. Thanks. Gern's going to slowly walk away and make his way towards the front door. Um, I'm going to look to where... Gern was and is going and then look to Northam. Um, what exactly just happened? I used the power of the orb to attempt to scry on the tower. It It's a bit jarring for people who are not accustomed to magic. Ah. Can I arcana check to see if I know if scrying is like live video feed effectively sure oof good first rolls Andy 14 that's high enough you you know that when something is scried upon it is live and in real time could you scry on us as we traveled outside of Shatton I, well, technically, yes, I could, if I needed to. I was just curious, that's all. Are you worried about me finding you doing something inappropriate while you're traveling? Vice is going to stop and think about how he wants to answer that before he realizes that several seconds have passed. And the silence spoke louder than anything he could have said. To break that silence, Northam speaks up. Vice, I may check up on you from time to time, but only to make sure that you are all alive and well. If you would prefer... I don't have... don't have that book anymore. I would need to get another book with the spell descriptions Uh, I had a book it was destroyed in the tower but among the spells written in it was a spell that allowed me to communicate with people over great distances because I don't have the book I don't have the spell what was the spell I believe it's called sending 
need to learn that spell myself. It's quite useful, but as I said, I, I don't have my book anymore and I can't for the life of me remember the entire... Ah, everything that had to go into it. Just, uh, out of curiosity, <clears throat> does that spell have word limits? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the magic only lasts for about 25 words. Why do you, why do you say that? That's how Forthus got in contact with me. Wait, so Forthus is alive? Yeah. It, he said something about going home. As he was disappearing. Let me get this straight. He disappeared. And then he spoke to you using sending? I would think that would be the only way to do it. Because I was asleep one night. A couple nights ago, actually. Well, probably more like a few now. But anyway. In my head... I was woken up by his voice, and I thought it was a dream or something, and then I concentrated on his voice and said something back to him, and then he said something back to me saying something about word limits and things like that. I didn't really understand what he meant at the time. Right. Well, it, it is a... It's a somewhat difficult spell to cast, especially for someone who is inexperienced with magic. It does have word limitations, um, and you can only respond once. The caster of the spell can send a message, the receiver can then respond, but that's it. The spell needs to be cast again for another bout of messaging. If you haven't heard from him since, he may have may have run out of energy to do so. You notice Gurn has entered back into the building. Gurn, are you alright? <clears throat> Gurn, just... don't know how the fuck I saw from there. I apologize, Gurn. It can be unsettling for those who are not used to using such magics. It's... it's okay. And... Cool. <laughs> and Gurn has a big smile on his face now. Well, if you think it's cool, then... Perhaps another time you and I can scry on something else. Deer. If you truly want to scry on deer, I'm sure we could find some. <laughs> anyway, does anybody else have any questions? Please, I'm an open book. Anything you need to know. Um... So Celine's been sitting quietly listening to the conversations around her that she kind of looks back at Northbound. Um, wasn't there 
other questions you wanted to ask me about Harrison? Yes, I have a few. Um, actually, I need to speak with you. Actually, it's probably best that we have this conversation with Moss. Um, would anybody, would everybody else mind if? Uh, how do I put this? Vice, come here for a moment. Vice will step forward. Northam's going to kind of lean forward and very quietly. Would you mind taking Gurn out of the room? I fear I may scare him with what I need to discuss with you all. With me or with them? It doesn't matter who. I just, I fear scaring Gurn. If it's not about the goblins, he'll be fine. He won't hurt you, but I can take him to the general store. It has nothing to do with the goblins. If you're confident that it won't spook him. Oh, there's a very good chance it'll spook him. He's not going to use Gurn magic in your house, is he? We're probably not. I'll take the chance. All right. Yes, Celine, you and I have. Vice is going. Vice is going to deliberately stand next to Gurn, just to make sure. Northam's going to turn to Celine. Celine, um, yes. Your form, the one you took outside, how did you... Where did you see that animal? Being a druid myself, I know that Wild Shape is limited to the animals that you can see, or that you have seen at some point in your life. What you turned into is not something I've ever seen before. So I have to assume that it is a new creation from Harrison herself. How did you come across that? What was that like? Well, I personally haven't seen this creature either. Um, so I have to assume that it is Harrison's personal creation that she made and then gave it to me. I not entirely sure where it came from. But what was it like speaking with the Watcher? I've... I, I, I met Luminoctis, the one that speaks with Moss and granted him access to... Kada? Yes. So, what's Harrison like? The founder of the old faith, the core of us as druids. Um, DM, is there a way that I could do what he did with Moss by communicating with my watcher and, and doing it that way? Or, or no, is that not possible? I don't know how to explain it. 
So to be extremely meta, Kada. <laughs> Kada is from the realm between, and therefore yeah. exists between the material plane and the realm between. That is why she acts as a link between Moss and his Watcher. Okay. She is so effectively a link to the Watcher. You have a direct connection to your Watcher through your meditation. I can't tell you how to help him connect with her. Okay. Um. Alright, I, I kind of have a feeling. just wanted to ask... <clears throat> Um, all I'm saying is you, if you want to do so, there are ways, but you have to come up with it. Well, there might potentially be one way that I can try to get you to meet her. I don't know if it'll work, though. Oh, yes. Whatever you think might work. Um. I'm trying to think how I do it. Um. So I'm going to reach out my hands to Northam. Because <laughs> basically, I'm going to see if, like, I can have us both meditate and do it that way, maybe. I, I don't know if that'll work, but I know I'm being meta. All right. Without giving it away, you have an item in your bag that will help with this that you recently showed to him. Is that the purple shards? The blue ones. Oh, it's the blue one. Oh. Transmutations change things. Divination allows you to see things. Okay. Um, Alright, so... You say you, have, you say you have a direct connection to her. Yes. That you can communicate with her. Yeah, I can. I communicate with her through meditation. All right. Uh, do you mind uh, taking out one of those blue crystals? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm gonna reach in my bag and I'll take one out. All right. Hold it firmly in your hand. I will do so. And then he takes in in your hand. You hold one of these blue crystals. And he places his hand over yours so that you are both clasping this crystal at the same time. Okay. Try your hardest to connect with her. I'm going to um, close my eyes and then quietly whisper her name. All right. Roll a religion check. It's not good. Uh, I got a five. Okay. Here's the fun part. So as you close your eyes, 
and whisper out Harrison. Harrison. Northam closes his eyes and he does the same. The rest of you watching this happen see from between their clasped fingers a bright blue light begin to shine outward, illuminating the room. Celine, you feel as the crystal that is clasped between your hand and his disappears. The rest of you see the light fade. Celine, your vision shifts from the blackness of your closed eyes to the peninsula within the Eternal Shade Forest. That's a shock. <laughs> Didn't think I'm five would do shit. <laughs> because utilizing the crystal gave you a plus ten boost. Oh, that makes sense. Northam stands beside you. Stands, not shaking. He looks up at the ethereal, ghostly image of a woman bathed in green light. He releases your hand and falls to his knees. Oh, my titans, Harrison, I didn't know I'd... You're real. Forgive my improperness, I... I've always... He appears to be at a loss for words. Harrison just kind of looks down at the both of you. And while her face is featureless, there, there is no face. It kind of angles down towards the both of you. Celine, who is this man? This is Northam. He was the man I went to go see in uh, Hastam. This is the one we sent you to visit. Yes. This is the one who cried out for help. Yes. Tell him to stand. I'm going to look at Northam. Um, she wants you to stand. Yes, yes, of course. And he stands up, kind of straightens out, and he looks up at this strange, featureless, ghostly image. I, I don't even know how to address you. I, I apologize. I am at a loss for words. Celine, you hear within your head. He is much more nervous than we expected. Yeah, um... He... has been very intrigued by you. And has been asking many questions about you. He met another watcher not too long ago. He... I guess has been researching watchers for a while. Strange then that he did not try to reach out to us. Um, I'm gonna look at Northam. 
She says it's strange that you didn't reach out to them. I I tried. I didn't know who, who to reach out to. I had a name, but without a physical being, without without a connection, I didn't know how. Celine, you hear from Harrison. Followers of the old faith always have a connection with us. Um, I will repeat her words back to him. Northam um, looks back at you quizzically. Is she speaking to you? Yes. I, I see the image. I see the place where we are, but why don't I hear her? Um, I'm not sure, but I can hear her inside my head. This I don't know what to make of this. Celine, you must return to your charge duty until we meet again. And the connection is severed very suddenly. Find yourselves sitting back in Vice's home. Northam just kind of looks up at you, Celine. Thank you for showing me that. But now I have more questions. Why is it that I am a follower of the old faith and cannot even communicate with the being with the being that created these magics? I'm not sure. From what she was saying, apparently you should be able to. And she doesn't seem to understand why you can't either. Natalia, could I... I need more parchment, more ink. I need to write these things down. Your mother begins to walk out from the kitchen. Makes her way over to one of the bookcases, pulls out some more parchment hands it off to Northam and then just kind of walks back to the kitchen but as she does so she kind of holds her gaze on Vice like she understands that this conversation is meant to be held between you and Northam but she is concerned As Northam sits there, furiously scribbling on his parchment, what are the rest of you doing? I'm just kind of lost in thought at what Harrison said. Focusing on that at the moment, waiting for Northam to finish writing. Yeah, Moss is just kind of watching everything unfold, still waiting to hear what any of this has to do with Garen. Crystal has been watching a bit, confused. When Northam finishes, 
he, when he seems to finish writing what he needs to on the parchment, he looks up at the rest of you. All right. Good. How, how consistently have you been able to affect the earth when you swing your weapon? Has it happened a lot? Um, Gern. Gern holds four fingers up. Is this a more recent occurrence? Gern never had big stick before. Of course. You had mentioned that you don't like water. And just now, it made you uneasy to see things from above. Gern, are you wearing shoes right now? Northam kind of glances down at your feet and then looks back up at you. You like the feeling of the dirt beneath your feet, don't you? Gern. Only new snow. Dirt and grasses. Nice. These effects with your weapon... They didn't start until you stepped foot on true soil, did they? Gern starts nodding his head. You saw him have a befuddled look and then some pondering until he starts nodding. Gern, I have reason to believe that you as well have a watcher looking out, looking over you. Or rather from under you you for some reason may have a connection with the water tied to the element of earth I'm not entirely sure why but it would seem that to some extent the ground itself bends to your will. <laughs> what? What's um watcher? So a great many years ago, as the myths have told us, there were there were six titans each having dominion over the elements that mold the plane earth 
fire, water, air. Those are your base elements. The very things that make up the planet on which you stand. These titans, when they fell, when they eventually died, as all living things do, their influence remained as what we now call watchers, beings of an ethereal nature that are tied to the very elements their titans once ruled over. So, Gurn is with the earth and the melanint. Yes, you seem to have some ties to the element of earth. <clears throat> you say he in there? Gurn points at the ground. Well, yes, if the if the myths are true, the watcher that resides over the element of earth permeates the soil. It is always beneath us. It is always supporting us. It is regarded as one of the strongest, most steadfast watchers, as is represented by the great mountains and boulders. Something that cannot easily be moved and if placed correctly, is always willing to protect. Gurn's going to run out the back door without saying anything. And he's going to make his way over to the boulder. And that's, that's well, a not crater. the boulder, the, the crater, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, He's going to get down into the crater at the bottommost point, and he's going to stick his head to the ground, ear down. Moss, in your head, you hear Kata. What is Gun doing? He appears to be listening to the dirt. Remember you once mentioned to me that you thought he had some type of magic. Well, yes, I, I said... I said the Earth seems to speak to him. Uh, oh. North, Northam seems to think he might have connection with the Earth Watcher, and he's trying to hear it would be my guess. Do you think it would be humorous if I messed with him? I do. Boss is gonna walk over and peek out the door. <laughs> Gurn, as you have your ear pressed to the ground, you suddenly begin hearing a strange scraping sound within the earth. Moss, as you peek around, you look over at Kata, who is standing facing Gurn, but you see her gently place her tail on the ground and start writhing it back and forth, scraping it along the soil. 
Is that you, Earth? Kata lifts her tail and drops it to the ground. Kern, don't know what that means. Gern's going to get pull his head up from the ground and look behind him. <clears throat> He's going to sneer a little bit at Kata, realizing it was actually her tail that caused the noise. Moss, you hear in your head, well, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah it was. going to pick a little bit of the dirt up from inside of this crater and put it in his pocket. Okay. You may add a handful of dirt to your inventory. Grin's going to go back inside now. I don't hear him. Well, I, uh, I'm not sure what to tell you, Gun. You, you seem to have a connection, though I don't know how that connection is established. I guess I will dig. <laughs> Perhaps you'll find the Watcher, and that would be wonderful. You'll have to introduce me. Uh, are there any questions I've left unanswered? Anything I may have overlooked? I'm like, yeah. So, like, I had a question. How old are you? Ah, uh, somewhere around the tune of 4,500 years. Thank you, oldie. You're welcome. But he is a goodie. Thank you, Vice. I, I certainly try. Were there any other questions? The uh, realm almost, you know, like you were saying, breaking apart and whatnot. Would that possibly also affect the flow of life and death? I, I don't know if it would affect that flow directly but actually I believe it might work the other way around if the flow of life and death were disrupted somehow it may cause enough of a ripple I'm not entirely sure how to explain it but Say the flow of life and death were to be disrupted. That would cause a ripple to move outward in a chain reaction. If enough of those disturbances happened at the same time, it would... It would disrupt reality as we know it. 
All living things must live. All living things must die. If they cannot meet those two ends, where do they lie? They don't lie within reality. They lie somewhere outside of it. They are, in in essence, a small tear in reality. Seven towns completely wiped out over the last decade or so. Well, eight towns. And their flow just stopped. So that waterfall you saw is a continuous flow. And their flow just stopped when their towns were wiped out. Then yes, that may be a contributing factor to what's going on. I fear that it may be more than that, but... That flow being disrupted may be accelerating this disruption. Whatever's doing it, it's happening on this continent. Then that is certainly something worth looking into as well. I don't know. I, I, I leave it in your hands to decide which is more important. Which task to tackle first? I think a little more information would probably be helpful in general, so... DM, what time of day is it currently? At about this point... Late morning. It's not quite noon, but it's late morning. Um, Selene's just been quietly, like, kind of standing there, trying to process, like, everything that's been going on. Trying to, like, figure it all out. While the rest of you ponder all of this, it's actually an appropriate time for us to take our break. Originally, we were going to shout out Mr. Nobody for being our first sub. But holy crap, looking up at the chat, we just had a stream of subs and sub gifts, so thank you all. We greatly appreciate the support. It's huge to us. And honestly, just gives us more reason to keep going. Absolutely. Um, so, Mr. Nobody, thank you for the sub. Uh, Gener Lucas for the sub as well as the five gifted tier one subs was that a I think it was a six month in advance fucking sub too so effectively 11 subs right fucking there thank you man we really appreciate that that's massive especially because we've had affiliate for three fucking days yeah so (laughs) huge shout out to you man thank you so much for the support that's amazing thank you honestly a huge JL to the whole community because we have been doing this we've we've been doing the podcast for almost three years now we only started streaming within the last month and very rapidly got up to affiliate thanks to all you guys and now like Sandy said we've been affiliate for all of three days and you guys are just jumping right on this bandwagon 
I hope you guys continue to enjoy the show. And, uh, hey, we'll be back in a few minutes. If you have questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat. We will try to answer them as best we can when we get back from our break. See you in five. And welcome back, everybody. I got a Snickers. Because you ain't yourself when you're hungry, or whatever the hell their slogan is. You're not you when you're not you when you're hungry. See how much I know? DM, check that queue right there, boy. I got a question in the chat. Do we? Yeah, Omni. Omni. Are Eldritch Horrors fightable in D&D? Well, that would actually really depend on your definition of an Eldritch Horror. For some people, an Eldritch Horror is someone else's child. Uh, agreed. Hard agreed. Could not agree more. Arson, did you? Oh, Arson's AFK. Never mind. Sorry, I'm late. You should be. Like Cthulhu. Kind of. Kind of. I'm sure if there is not a stat block for one in a book, there is one you can find online for like an old god like Thule Actually, or something. I think Aberrations would be the closest thing to the uh, Eldritch Horrors. So, yes, like Cthulhu. There are homebrew, and I believe there's even um, an official stat block for Cthulhu. Cthulhu would fall under Eldritch God, or a demigod. Um, and yeah, Zephyr, Aberrations would be the closest thing to Eldritch Horrors. Uh, aberrations in D&D are effectively aliens, or creatures from alternate realities. Um, isn't, isn't that like a, a classification of monster? Yeah, Aberration. Not, a, so not like could... a stat block itself. No, no, Aberrations in general is a classification for monster types. Yeah, like beholders um, are aberrations. Uh -huh. Beholders. Abolists, um, the illithid, are all also aberrations. They come from an alternate reality, a parallel universe kind of thing. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a subclass of warlock that takes powers from the deep ones. Yep. Great old one, thank you. Which is Cthulhu. Actually, there's another one that's Cthulhu. Great old one isn't Cthulhu anymore. That got reworked with all the books that came out. Right. So yeah, there are a lot of like unofficial publications to deal with things like Cthulhu and other creatures like it, and they're referred to as aberrations. You can you can fight gods in D. Oh yeah. Like oh, we did it in our first campaign. We fought a god. Well, did we, or did we have an entire goddamn army controlled by a? A man bot. <laughs> Fight the god with us. <laughs> Look, the army wasn't there for the battle with the god. It was there pre-god. Well, then it was just the five of us. Well. Oh, there's plenty of homebrew ones, but there's also a good bit of handful of uh, official stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, official wording as close as they can get without actually breaking copyrights. I mean, even the even the pantheons within D&D &D that are owned by Wizards of the Coast, 
there are stat blocks for some of those guys for some of those gods and i i used to think uh out of all of the fucking monsters in D, &D uh that the tarasque was like the most terrifying thing to fight um not even fucking close yeah not even fucking close anymore tarasque's still a problem however not even fucking close <laughs> yeah tarasque is definitely a uh Tarasque is definitely a challenge, and I've I've read over that thing stat block several times, trying to figure out what a good balance would be for like a party to take that on. It's manageable. One, one Zandi character artificer, and one ranger. You give me a level sixteen artificer, and a level sixteen ranger, I can one shot a, tar a Tarasque guaranteed all right there's a one-shot idea here's what i need in prep 48 <laughs> hours i need 48 hours of prep time before the terrasque hits the city and i can do it with an artificer and a ranger more accurately i can do it with an artificer and a fighter that uses ranged weapons i can do it with an artificer and cax I don't know. Cax couldn't do much, man. I don't need Cax to do damage. I need Cax to hit the target. And if there's anything Cax is good at, it's hitting a fucking target. Speaking I, of fighting. I don't know if you remember this, Zero, but there is a point where Cax threaded the near needle between a broken barrel, a broken crate, like in through the barrel, missing the crate, and hitting a target. Yes, I remember that natural 20. Yeah. Yeah, you happened to roll well, and the DM decided to describe it as such. Yeah. Let's look, let's look briefly at what a Tarasque's AC is. Tarasque's AC. So to pierce the hide, you have to hit a 25. I just need to hit the fucking thing, so even a dirty 20 would hit it wouldn't pierce the hide and I don't need to pierce the hide I just need to hit it anyway chat if you've got any other questions now is your opportunity to punch them in ask away before we jump back into the game I also need access to AutoCAD which I can get anybody else have comments questions feel like contributing to the show What's Shatten been doing sitting on the chair? She's been fidgeting. She means she wants to listen. She has a plan in mind, but there's too many people about, and she's just waiting. <laughs> Gern doesn't want to go swimming. I can only imagine. Okay. I'm ready when you guys are. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Down. Jump back in. <laughs> the awkward silence. All right. Well, yeah, let's go. All right. Thank you for the questions, Omni. And now, back to the show.
So as you all stand in Vice's living room, kind of quietly pondering all of the information that has just been dumped upon you, what are your next moves? So when do we plan on heading out? Well, Moss and I have some business we have to attend to. Um, but we pr should probably start by the general store on the way out. Why don't we, uh, go take care of the business we have in town and then get what we need and head out. Sounds good. Uh... We'll meet at the general store then, around around noontime, and head out from there. Selene's gonna try to stop Vice before he goes. Um, perhaps you should say a proper goodbye to your mother before we all leave. We don't know when we're gonna come back to here again. It's probably the best we can do. so concerned with my well-being. Fine. <laughs> Vice is going to step from the living room and walk towards the kitchen. As you approach your mother, you notice gentle tears rolling down her cheeks as she is trying to cut up a carrot. Pretty sure it's usually onions that make you cry when you cut them, not carrots. Kind of sniffles a little bit and wipes the tears off of her cheeks. Yes, I know. Just... You're leaving again. Well, it sounds like we have an entire reality to stop from falling apart, so... Yes, and that's... That's very important. But... You are my reality. If I lose you, then my reality has already been torn apart. Well, that's nothing you have to fear. Why do you say that? Your friend's going to keep you alive while you go out there and fight some all-powerful being and try to stop it from tearing the world apart. Who said it was an all-powerful being tearing the world apart? It could be someone just casting spells and not know what they're doing. I just, I feel like you're rushing into this carelessly. Careless is not the first word I would choose. In fact... She Half of them are more careless than me. She puts if it not down. More. She puts down the knife and looks up at you, almost angry. I just don't want you being reckless, Vice. I can't stand to lose you again. I. I don't think that. What we're doing is reckless. 
I don't think that what we're doing is careless. In fact, I think that if anything, trying to save the existence of everyone is selfless. She slowly walks around the table and up to you. And without a word, she pulls you towards her and embraces you. Just don't leave me like he did. Try to stay in touch this time. I'll do my best. There's spells that can help with that. DM, do I know if my mother has an attune with magic at all? She does not. Okay. Not beyond what naturally comes with elves. Okay. Um, I will... Um nod and walk past her towards Moss stopping just before leaving the threshold of the kitchen and turn back and say I love you please take care of yourself I love you too Vi. and walk back to Moss she returns to the table and continues Trying to chop a carrot. Oh, Moss went outside. <laughs> yep, Moss will start walking outside. And... So, uh, where are we headed? Uh, we're headed to a town or to a house on the south side of town. Uh, we won't need Kata, and quite frankly, all you'll need to be is muscle. Sounds good. <clears throat> um. Yeah, Moss will dispel Kata. Alright. Gurn steps outside. Oh. Hello, Gurn. What are you guys doing? Do I lie to Gurn? Of course, I don't like Gurn. <clears throat> We're going to make things right, Gurn. Um, would you like to come with us? <clears throat> Gurn nods. First things first. We're not going to hurt anyone. Probably. Probably. Do you, do you both understand that? Yep. Gurn's gonna put his hand on your shoulder and stare you directly in the eyes. You tell me when. Gurn's gonna take his hand off your shoulder. All right. Let's uh 
Let's go visit an old friend. And Vice will lead uh, Moss and Gurn away from his home and towards the home of Githrin. Moss will just follow. Vice, I believe I need to put you on this map. Mm -hmm. I'm so small. Yeah, I hate I'm... your token. It always defaults to tiny. I'm a small boy. Alright, you all are up here right now. Shatton and Celine and Crystal are still within the house. You three walking up like a fucking gang. Boys, stay out. <laughs> um, if memory serves, it was this house here. I or was it this house here? So it would have been this house because this is the shop. This is the inn. This would have been the Githrin home. Okay. Cool. So I will lead them to the south side of town um, to the Githrin home. So as you all leave Vice's house and begin heading south through the town of Sheraton, you pass by the large blue-roofed building you recognize as the inn, past what appears to be a small farmhouse just to the side of it, and around a few farm stands. As you continue south, you pass a large building that seems to have a fair amount of traffic going in and out, and it appears to be a general shop. Until eventually you arrive at what appears to be a fairly large home. Somewhat simple in construction, yet on the exterior it is adorned with hunting trophies. Antlers, a boar's head... Anything else you can really think of that would be considered a hunting trophy. On a line along the front porch, you see hanging the pelts of several different animals. Kind of left out to... I can't say dry because this area is permeated in humidity. Gurn's going to... Cure. Gurn's going to nudge Vice upon seeing all the trophies. Point up at Fathom. You'll see Vice crack a smile as uh, he approaches the door and pulls his face covering down. And he will knock. You knock once or twice. You wait patiently. You knock again. And you wait patiently. Until eventually, the door begins to creak open. As you look in, you see standing before you an older elf. Not quite elderly, but definitely getting up there in years. Yeah, what can I do for you? <clears throat> I was, uh, hoping to speak with Githrid. Alright. 
who, uh, who can I say is calling? You can let him know that, uh, Vice is here. Oh, your Vice. When'd you get home? Been in town just a day or two. All right, let me call up to him. And this man turns around. Without closing the door, just turns to face the interior of the house. Catherine, get your ass down here! A couple moments later, you start hearing the stomping of feet from within the house. God, Dad, what do you want? Oh my fuck. This is the kid that fucking bullied me? God damn it. Githran's father steps out of the way and with a huff just kind of recedes back into the darkness of the house. Standing before you appears to be an elf in his early 20s. Light hair and an air of... with a pompous attitude about him. What the hell do you... Oh, it's you, Vice! What the hell are you doing back here? thought you were gone for good. Well, business brought me back, and I wanted to have a talk with you. Uh, preferably in private, if that's possible. Whatever. He steps out of the house and slams the door behind him. Who are these guys? Uh, these are some colleagues, some colleagues or companions of mine. But okay, let's let's talk. Let's let's take a short walk, and I I just want to talk with you real quick. I don't. Why would I go anywhere with you? Because Githrin. I'm not here for problems. In fact, I'm here to make amends. Make amends? Yes. How the hell do you make amends for being weird? Well... Listen. All I really want is to not have ill will towards you for the rest of my existence for the rest of your existence. So let's walk, let's talk, let's get it figured out. Look, I'm not the one that was born gray, okay? No, you're right, you weren't. So let's walk, let's talk, let's get it figured out. Fine, whatever. And as he begins to walk away from the house, you see him reach behind a crate at the front of the house, and he picks up a bow and a quiver and straps them to his back and begins walking with you. I really don't think weapons will be necessary. We're just walking over to the to the lake to look and talk. Yeah, but if I see something I can add to my trophies, I'm gonna shoot it. That's fair. So by his side, uh, I will walk with, or we will walk mostly silently towards the lake. 
Okay. Moss will be behind him. Uh, Githrin, not Vice. As you approach the lake, the three of you look out on what appears to be a pristine lake. Deep blue, almost green waters gently lapping up at the shore. A very thin strip of sand defining the quote-unquote beach. You can feel a gentle breeze coming into the shore from somewhere along the lake. As it presses up against you, you can feel the gentle touch of the fog and mist hitting your faces. So what'd you want, Vice? I just wanted to have a chat with you. Vice is going to take a quick look around and make sure that there's no one else really in earshot besides Moss and Gurn. At this moment, roll perception. Oh, okay. That'll do me well. Uh, dirty, dirty 20. Okay. At this moment, you see nobody. You even prick your ears just a little bit harder towards the buildings to your north. But knowing that right now would be time for wine production, and those are residential houses for people that work at the winery, you are very confident that there's no one within earshot of you right now. So, how have you been the last few months? I've, uh, I've heard that you're up for uh, a foreman position at the winery. Yeah, my, uh, dad's kind of against it, but mom wants me to have more responsibility or whatever, so she's been kind of pushing it. Isn't your, isn't your father currently the foreman? Is he looking to retire, or? He, uh, yeah, he got hurt a little while back. He can't really do it anymore. He had a barrel Sorry land on his leg. It kind of messed him up. Sorry to hear that. Are, uh, if you don't mind me prying, are things a little still, uh, still a little hostile between you two? I know, uh, I know it wasn't always the best. Again, forgive me for prying if, I've, if I'm saying you're asking too much. Githrin looks a little take, <clears throat> looks a little taken aback. And there's a look on his face that you have to roll insight for. Oh, baby. 19? That's pretty damn good. The look on I'm his face... Plus five, man. Yeah, I know. The look on his face is that of you've touched on a very dangerous subject for him. And... You knowing that things were a little gravelly between him and his father, the look he's giving you right now tells you that if they haven't improved, they've certainly gotten worse. I, uh, I believe I may have struck a nerve, and for that I do apologize. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, uh... You know... I say that I don't want to harbor resentment, and that's entirely true. I don't. Um, in fact, I want, I want you to succeed. I want you to go good places. And I think that that position as the foreman would certainly do that for you. 
Yeah, I'm going to roll an insight against that. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is a 11 on persuasion, because that's not deception. Only rolled a 9. That's, uh... It's a little weird coming out of you, Vice. Look, some things have come into perspective for me uh, since I've been gone. The, the world is much larger than just Sheraton. And quite frankly, I would love to let the past be past. Say, this new form and position of yours, do you have an assistant or would you have someone that handles paperwork for you or things like that? I mean, yeah, but it'd be whoever's doing it for my dad right now. You couldn't appoint somebody new, someone you could trust, someone that you know that if something important lands on your desk that you make sure that you receive it? Let me level with you, Vice. I have no idea how that fucking winery works. I don't want the position. I'm being thrown into it. Well, I think that there's someone that could greatly assist you with that. In fact, a great mind that you know that would be able to help you with that. Who? Vice is going to pause for a moment to realize that that is a sincere who. Natalia? My mother? It's been working at the winery for years? But... She's just a squisher. She and knows you don't numbers. Think, you don't think she could handle that? I, I don't know. I never talked to your mom. My well, dad's the foreman of the winery. Why would I be caught dead talking to the harlot of shit? Uh, your mom. I'm taking a point. <clears throat> Listen. Are you allowing your skin to shift? Mm-hmm. He steps back very suddenly and with fear in his eyes. I think that it would be wise for you to speak with her to see if you... if she could be taken into that position and Vice would step forward and I think it would be beneficial to do that for your own good and for the good of your of the winery and Vice is going to do something that Gurn's never seen Vice is going to shift into uh, Githrin's form and say the only people that even know that I'm here are you and your father. And I could make very certain that he disappears. And the only people that would see a man running away with bloody clothes would be you. If you survived that, do you really think that you want to be labeled as a kinslayer for the rest of your living? 
Go ahead and roll intimidation. And I roll it with advantage because I have Gurn and Moss and they're big and intimidating. They have been silent this entire time. What are they doing? I'm just standing right next to the guy. But he can clearly tell that I'm going to be ready to grab him at a moment's notice. Garn's keeping perimeter, so if he were to try to escape in any direction, he is going to be intercepted. Okay. Depending on how intent he's been with the conversation with Vice. Alright, so with Moss hovering over your shoulder actively staring down at this boy yes roll it advantage fuck yeah thanks moss appreciate you bud (laughs) oh why don't i have proficiency in intimidation though it's a 13 it's not a good roll one of them was a two What are your passive perceptions? Well. 15. You both smell the distinct, the distinct smell of shit. <clears throat> and he collapses to his knees, staring up at you. Staring up at himself, really. Vice is going to shift back into his own form. Um, still skin or skin's blue because he hasn't noticed that his skin is blue. What? What are you, man? Someone you'd rather have on your side for good than against you. Gurn's gonna walk in and grab him by the collar of his shirt, pick him up. You hear a faint squish as a couple logs fall out of his trousers. What? <laughs> Whatever you want. You you want your mom to be a a, a, a what? A book a bookkeeper? Or your assistant? Or assistant? whatever that would entail. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever position she wants, she's got it. Put me down, man. Please, just just put me down. Gurn sets him on his feet. Her name is Natalia. Please treat her with respect. She is a lovely woman. And she will be a very good asset to you. And Vice is going to say that with the most evil fucking smile that he can. Yeah, whatever you want, man. I'll do it. I, I promise. Just, just stop. Well, I have you. I hope you have a wonderful hunting trip, and uh, best of luck in your in your form and position. Gern, have you let go of Githran? Yeah, Gern set him down. Yeah, he bolts into the forest. He's gone. Hey, Gun. Mm. 
vice magic. <laughs> it was... It was vice magic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, vice is going to let out a, a, a nice, like, lofty laugh. Like, not loud, but lighthearted. <laughs> and, uh... Begin to speak to both of them and say, Well, I guess we uh should make our way back to the store and wait for the ladies to catch up so we can head out. I sounds, don't think that's going to be a problem. Sounds like a good idea. Let me ask what? you what? <laughs> when uh he bullied you when you were younger, did he ever do it so bad that you shit yourself? <laughs> We're consulting the D2 for that. <laughs> uh, not quite. Um, but he did leave me tethered to a tree and I had to pee, so I did pee myself. But I think you won that battle. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> Miles will just kind of pat you on the back as we're walking towards the store. <laughs> Gurn peed himself once, too. Was it intentional? <clears throat> Shakes his head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we will head towards the store. All right. We are going to rewind the tape a little bit. Back to the moment when uh, Vice, Moss, and Gurn left the house, leaving the three ladies behind. What was your plan? Um, so I... What is Northam doing right now? Right now, Northam is fervently writing notes on parchment. Okay. So I'm going to make my way to the kitchen and talk to... What's her name again? My bad. Natalia. Natalia. Let's see what she's doing. Uh, right now, she is very poorly cutting a carrot. And when I say poorly, I mean like these are not coin slices. These are not quartering. She's just very slowly driving the knife through the vegetable, making these weird, uneven chunks. Um, I'm just going to kind of stand there for a moment before kind of gently clearing my throat. <clears throat> Are you all right? I, I apologize, Celine. I am. Um... <laughs> you don't have children, do you? No, I don't. Then you may have some difficulty in understanding the the gravity of believing your only son to be dead for months suddenly having him back and then being told the following day that he was leaving again I guess I can understand to a point I did have a brother once but he didn't come back so I can only imagine I, what you may be going through. I am sincerely sorry for your loss. 
It's all right. Do you want some help? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to keep my hands busy. She just kind of swipes the terribly chopped carrot off of the counter and into the rubbish basket. Suppose at this point I'm just chopping mulch. Oh, fair enough. Well, unfortunately, we need to be heading out soon, but I wanted to thank you for your hospitality, for letting us stay here. Of course. Uh, Selene, I, I saw what you did for Northam. The, the power you possess to heal. You and the turtle men. Moss. Yes, Moss. Can you make me a promise? Of course. Do everything in your power to keep my son alive and bring him home to me in one piece. Most I can promise you is that I will try. We will all try our best to keep each other safe. I suppose that's all I could ask. Thank you. If, If you'll excuse me, I... I need to, to clean some things upstairs. I understand. And she kind of bows her head a little bit and briskly walks away and goes upstairs. I'm going to make my way back to the living room. Where is... I can't see on the map right now because it's not there, but um, where is Crystal and... Crystal and... Uh... Shatton. Yeah. Shatton sitting room. in the chair. Alright. Oh, thank you. That's better. Um. Well. I'm going to kind of turn to them. Is there anything we need to do before we go meet up with the guys and leave this place? Uh, I may have something, but I'll catch up. I'm like, what do you have? Island, it's better not to ask. No, no, I'm, I'm like (laughs) asking. I need to talk to Northrum. Okay. Um, with that, I'm going, I assume I have all my stuff with me ready. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys had stayed at the inn the night before, so you would have had all your belongings with you when you returned to Vice's home. Okay. Um, I will make my way over to the couch real quick. Um, Northam, we're going to leave, but I wanted to say a proper goodbye before doing so. Uh, uh, of course, you yeah. You're leaving now. I kind of assumed you would all gather up supplies and then we could all say goodbye together, but... Well, that's what the guys want to go do. And we're supposed to meet them at the store and then head out from there. Oh. Oh. They didn't say goodbye. No. No, they just kind of left. 
Well, I, I suppose if I could get at least one proper goodbye in, that's what matters. Well, I'll at least let them know that you said goodbye. Please do. Please wish them safety on my behalf. Of course. Thank you again for introducing me to a watcher. You have no idea what that means to me. Thank you for giving me proper insight to what those um, blue gems do. If you are ever able and have further questions, feel free to reach out to me. I believe I'll be staying here for quite some time, quite some time if Natalia will tolerate it. But uh, I don't think she'll have much of a problem with me bunking here for a while. Let me know if you ever come in contact with your own watcher. I... I will certainly let you know if that ever... if that fortune ever befalls me. Very well. And then with that, she's going to kind of bow her head and then make her way over to the crystal. Shall we head out? I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Who knows what trouble the guys are getting into. I guess we'll, like, have to, like, see. I'm gonna start making my way towards the door. And Chris is away. gonna pause for a moment <laughs> and look at Northam. I'm like, goodbye, oldie. <laughs> and with that, she's leaving. Ah, uh, yeah, good. Goodbye, Crystal. <laughs> nice to... Oh, she's gone. Uh, Northrum? Yes, Shatton. She's gonna inch a little closer. That blue ball thing. You said that can see anyone anywhere, correct? Oh, there are certain limitations that I've found. Yes, why? Can I see Forthus? I suppose we could try. I would need your help, though, my, uh... He's, no, she's getting a little excited. Okay, what do I need to do? Uh, Come here. Uh, Sit next to me, please. Northam takes the parchment that's in his lap and he places it on the table next to him and he picks up the blue orb that he had gently placed on the floor and he places it on the couch between the two of you place your hands on the orb and I want you to focus as hard as you can on Forthus now just keep in mind the problem here is that we don't know where he is You say that he disappeared, but Moss mentioned that he managed to reach out using a sending spell. Yeah. That's what I was told. 
What I know of the sending spell is that it works best when the sender and the recipient are on the same plane of existence. It can work across the multiverse, but it's not as reliable. So there are no guarantees that he is still within this universe. But we can certainly try to see him. I want you to focus on his image, his face, as hard as you can. And I will do the same. She scrunches up her eyes closed tight. Her whole body just tenses, focus, trying to focus. Okay. Let me pull up Northam's sheet real quick. Okay. We are both going to roll Arcana checks. Oh, shit. Yeah. She's going to try to see here. Uh, five. Northam rolled a natural one for a total of 12. So as you close your eyes and focus everything you have on Forthus, his strange midnight purple skin, his curled horns off of his head, the speckles of starlight across his face and arms. You focus as hard as you can. Your vision through your closed eyes clarifies and you can see the living room around you. The image shoots upward until you are looking down upon the town of Sheraton and then continues shooting upward farther and farther. You can vaguely see the entirety of this country, this continent. You keep going until you see the strange blue and brown orb that might that you assume might be the planet on which you are living. It keeps moving outward and outward, farther and farther. You see solar systems, millions of stars, galaxies. And then the image starts to become static. Blacks, whites, grays, intermingling, shooting in every direction until it just begins to shift in color to a faded red and you see flashes of imagery fire volcanoes rivers of lava and a large city made of brass on the horizon but then you're pulled back your eyes shoot open and you're staring at Northam your hands on the blue orb both of you Panting, feeling out of breath. What happened? We're almost there. I fear he is not in this plane of existence, Shatton. We managed some form of connection, but we couldn't quite reach him. Tears start welling up in our eyes in the frustration. But I'll find him some other way. She just 
hops off the couch and she thank you. She just storms and just runs out. As you are running out, you hear Northam call from behind you. I won't stop trying, Shatton. Neither should you. It's just gonna head all over to the store. Alright. So. At the end of Shatton's conversation with Northam and Vice's conversation with Githrin, you all would effectively be walking towards the shop at about the same time and arriving at about the same time. Who gets there first? I'm just out of curiosity. Roll for initiative. Uh, actually, <laughs> kind of. Vice, Vice and Celine, both of you roll a d20. Okay. Since you were each effectively leading your respective groups. Uh, I got a nine. Can I use a class feature? <laughs> Is it just like a flat d20? That's all I asked for was a flat d20. Okay. Damn it. Okay, I got a six. <laughs> all right, so the girls get there first. I was well, going to use I was going to use a class feature for an ability check. Celine and Crystal get there first. Shatton, you would arrive at about the same time as the boys. Um, so are the guys there yet or no? You and Crystal would have arrived at the shop first and you were okay. told you guys all agreed that you would meet up here. So role plays in your hands. I'm going to kind of look around. Where are they? I thought they were going to be here by now. It like, seems like they're running late. It's kind of like annoying. But I thought they were coming straight to the shop. Yeah, I too. Vice knows this time better than we do, and yet we're here first. We'll, like, have to ask them, I guess. I guess so. Where did Chatton go? I'm, like, stayed behind to talk to the old dude. Oh, fair enough. Probably wanted to say a proper goodbye. I mean, like, perhaps? <laughs> Do you know exactly what we need at the shop right now? Because I don't remember. No clue. Oh. Well, that's not helpful. I'm like, have I ever told anyone explicitly that I was, like, helpful? Not particularly, no. Not that I recall. Well, like, good. I don't want to send mixed signals. Well, at least you're consistent with your signals. That is, like, amazing. <laughs> but we are a group now, so maybe being a little bit more helpful might help. I'm, like, I, I can, like, try, I guess. As long as you try, that's all that matters. Amazing. <laughs> I 
It's at about this time the rest of the party joins you. Where have you guys been? I said uh, we, we had business to take care of. Yeah, it was yes. kind of a shitty situation. It was. Luckily, we got it all worked out. Yeah, but I thought the plan was to come here straight away. No, I had. we had to go take care of something. We're finished. We meet here. We get our shit. You, like, took too long, okay? <laughs> I'm exactly. Sorry. I'm sorry that I don't perform on your schedule. <laughs> Next time, I will make sure to keep your schedule in mind. Appreciate like, that. Good. By the way, Northam did say goodbye. Oh. Oh. Because oh. you guys didn't say goodbye. Eh, well, you know. Things happen. He was a little upset. Well, he didn't say goodbye to us when he nearly fucking died in his tower, so. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're even. Good. Didn't even tell us he was alive. How are um, we supposed to know? We were stuck on a mountain. He knows magic. He's like 4,500 years old. You don't think he knows a thing or two? Well, he should. But, you know, we didn't even know a thing or two. We're not 4,500 <laughs> years old collectively. Vice is going to turn to Moss. Pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Tortles live that long if, yeah. if you're over like 70 years old you look amazing but i'm only pretty sure 2084 i want to say i lost count damn pretty sure you're full of shit <laughs> what are you gonna do scare it out of me <laughs> fair enough fair enough can you Gern's going to point at Moss. But he's staring at you, Vice. Can I? Uh I don't know. Vice magic. We'll Well we'll talk about this uh once we leave town, because I suppose I have things to tell you guys, because Gern just found out and told you, but we we won't concern everyone with that here. It's not just the transparent skin thing. Anyway, let's buy our supplies. Get the fuck out of town. Speaking of which, what exactly were we supposed to buy? Because, you know, I never got a list. And had I gotten a list, me and Crystal would have done the shopping while you guys were off dilly-dallying. Supplies? Rations? Anything useful? Um, we're yeah, traveling like, the for point two weeks. is, supplies isn't, like, really helpful of a term. What do you, like specifically mean uh. mimicking your voice vice <laughs> is gonna say like food water maybe a spare set of clothes like i don't know a boat <laughs> i'm like i don't know if you could like get a boat at this store yeah like probably not But uh, you guys would have known that if you went in and looked for supplies. 
While we were waiting for you, we expected you to be here before we were. Shatten's walking right into the store, by the way. Oh, yeah, you got to find out. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in after her. Kind of drop in the conversation and shaking my head. <laughs> Crystal will follow. Combat in the store. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I pulled up the turn order because I'm waiting for someone to throw hands. <laughs> Moss, Moss is just going to turn to Vice and say, we, uh, we said noon, it's not even 11.30 yet. How do you know exactly what time it is? Look at where the sun is, it's definitely not noon. Well, you're not wrong. Moss, roll a survival check. Might not be bad. Uh, 19. Oh, wait, no, yeah, you're 21. Spot. You're spot. Yeah, I'm spot. <laughs> <laughs> Moss realizes it's not 1130. It's 1132. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just kind of shake my head and walk it to the store. <laughs> So has everybody gone inside at this point? Yep. Yeah. Vice is Vice is standing outside, kind of looks up at the sun and thinks to himself pretty accurate representation of time and walks inside. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. As you all stand inside the shop, it appears to be a fairly simple shop. Shelves along the walls showing various basic supplies. Um, rope, rations, a water skin or two. Uh, just very, very simple, basic stuff. And there seems to be an elderly elf sitting behind a counter. Seems to be making some notes in a journal when you all walk in. Hi. What can I... Oh. The little locksmith. Hello. What do you need today? Going on a trip. Need some supplies. Right. Is that trip to get your papers? Yes. Good. A locksmith. Shatten looks device. Yes, a locksmith. I had forgotten your trade. How silly of me. What do you need, folks? Boat. <laughs> Sorry, I don't deal in boats here. Okay. <laughs> Gern's gonna walk out of the general store. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna walk up to the uh, I don't know the elf. Um, we need food, um, rations. I'm not sure whereabouts I'd find that around here. Oh, you need traveling rations? Yes. What type? How many days? 
Well, I don't know how many days, but what kind do you have? Well, I got a few different kinds. I've got hardtack, uh, granola, dried fruit. Uh, I've got some jerky back here, too. Just depends on how much you need. Uh, I'll do the dried fruit. And how much of that do you have on stock right now? Give me a second. And he reaches under the counter. And he pulls out like three or four different journals. Slams them down on the counter. Spreads them out. Kind of looking at opening them up. Checking the front page. No, not that one. Not that one. Okay. Yeah. And then he finds the right book. And he starts rifling through it. And runs his finger down the page. And he's like doing mental math. I got about two months worth of dried fruit for a single person. Um, I will take about two weeks worth of rations of each. The right, like what you have. Will it fit in my bag? I'm trying to figure that out right now. No, that's not gonna fit in my bag. Yeah, this one's kind of like I'm trying to do math here too. <laughs> hmm. Never mind. Uh okay. He closes journals and puts them back under the counter. I'm gonna turn to the guys. You guys knew what you needed. Why don't you just grab it and I'll pay for it? Can we get say Twenty-five days worth of traveling rations of mixed variety: granola, hardtack, jerky, and the dried fruit. As well as, let's say, what do your rope segments come in? Uh, fifty feet each. Okay, let's get hundred and fifty feet of rope and two water skins. Give me a second. And he reaches under the counter again, and he pulls out what looks like a gnarled root. And he just kind of flicks it through the air a couple of times. And from behind you, the floorboards crack and snap and fold upward into the shape of a crate. And in their place, new floorboards form. And then from all around you, from the various shelves and from a room behind the counter, you see the various items that you've called for all seemingly floating through the air and into this crate. And all the while, his little his fingers are going back and forth like he's counting. All right, you got that, you got that, you got that. All right. It's 15 gold for the lot. I'll also need uh, three quills. Do you have... Uh, journals like leather-bound journals, by chance, like books. Do, do I have journals? He flicks the gnarled root again, and a crate comes up from the back room and drops in front of the counter, and it appears to be filled with leather-bound journals, pristine. Uh, 
let me get two of those and then oh, let's say five bottles of ink as well done he flicks the gnarled root once again two of the journals lift out of the crate while the remainder of the crate lifts and returns to the back room their quills and ink wells come off of one of the nearby shelves and all of them land in the crate behind you I love this place is there anything else you guys need um would you happen to have anything for basically bait for deer or fish uh yeah actually give me a second and he looks through his he, he pulls out the journals from underneath the countertop again and he flips through them he's like oh yeah that's where that is he flicks the gnarled root and a bag a, 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 a satchel or um a sack whatever you want to call it like a burlap sack comes out from behind the back room and lands in front of you and what you see inside appears to be cornmeal most of the hunters use that to bait deer I don't have anything for fish I'll take a pound of that alright and he flicks it and a spherical mound of the cornmeal rises from the satchel and goes over to the crate and just before it falls into the crate loose he's like no that ain't gonna work and he flicks the gnarled root again and a bag floats over from one of the shelves wraps around the sphere of cornmeal ties itself off and lands in the crate anything else do you have Uh, she's uh, uh settles with her uh, old armor. Do you have any uh good replacement for this? I don't carry armor here. Hmm. Okay. Um, are there, BM? Uh, are there any uh, what weapons are in view? Are there what what kind of weapons and stuff are available or are in the store or or any weapons at all? There appears to be a letter opener. Okay. Never mind then. This is not a blacksmith or an armor. This is a general store for basic village supplies. Uh, yeah, unless anybody has anything else, I think that'll pretty much do it for us. I'm going to turn to the shopkeep again. How much is everything? All told, you're looking at 17 gold, 5 silver. 17 gold and 5 silver? Yep. I'm also put down mm-hmm. 7 gold. Mm-hmm. I will put down the rest of the remaining gold owed and the five silver. Thanks for doing business. And he flicks the gnarled root once again, and another section of the floorboards tears off 
reforms into a lid and seals itself on top of the crate and new floorboards take its place. It's all yours. Have a nice day, folks. You as well. And then he pulls open the journal he was originally writing notes in and starts taking down new notes. As you all begin to exit the shop, right before you step out, Shatton, you hear behind you, good luck with your apprenticeship. Oh, thank you. Does Moss pick up the crate? Yeah, Moss will pick up the crate. How heavy is the crate? Uh, with everything that you guys... I mean, it's pushing 50-odd pounds, 50 to 60 pounds. So it's it's hefty, but not unmanageable. Not for a man of your size. Okay, yeah. So I'll just start walking with it. I mean, probably the heaviest items in there is the... 150 feet of rope. But I'm estimating. Because I don't want to do that kind of mental math right now. Upon exiting the store, Vice will stop on like the, the wooden platform just outside. And uh, say, all right, let's... Uh, I don't think there's any need for carrying the crate with us. We could probably just leave it here. True. So, Moss will open Should the crate. Should we get back to the... Oh, go ahead. Moss will open the crate and transfer the stuff into... Is that 50 pounds? It's like... Yeah, we'll call it 50 pounds. He'll transfer some of it into the bag of holding and some of it into, like, not much into the bag of holding. I'll probably put the dried fruit in the bag of holding. And then he'd put the cornmeal in his satchel. Then pick up the length of rope and take that and just kind of look at everybody else and be like, I mean, I don't have to carry everything. Um, Vice is gonna take 50 feet of rope, um, one of the journals, and hand it to Celine, as well as um, a quill and two bottles of ink. Uh, the, he's keeping the rope for himself, sorry. So it's, he's handing Celine uh, a, a quill, two bottles of ink, and a journal. Two, bo- wait, two bottles of ink, you said? Mm-hmm. And how many journals? Just one. Okay. And he's strapping the rope... Uh, bundled up to the bottom of his pack. Moss, do you want me to carry some of the stuff that you have as well? If you'd like. What would you like me to take? Moss will just pull out the rations and be like, I mean, 
Feels like it's probably better for us to split these up to everybody but Shatton anyway. Hey! You already you have, like, 20 minutes. four months hidden away on your person. I think that's fair. So, how many rations are you giving me? I just took them all out and set them on the ground for people to take. Okay, how many is there total, then? Uh, 25. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. I'll, I'll take, like, five. Uh, so with the exception of Shatton, everybody can add five days rations to their inventory. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Um. It's too late to math right now. Some <laughs> folks are getting rocks in their bags tonight. Crystal, do you have a water skin? I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh. Where the hell is Gern? Gern was outside of the general store. Okay. So Vice turns and sees him and goes, oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, hit Gern and he hands, uh, will hand Gern a water skin. Um, this is for, uh, fresh water. You just fill it up and you can drink out of it. Thanks. And... Trying to think what else I just bought. Nope, that doesn't. Oh, Crystal, do you do you want a journal? Do you keep a journal? I'm like, no. No to both, or no to to one of the, one of those. You'll like have to figure out yourself. I just tried to. I asked. <laughs> Fine. Here you go, Shat. And Vaisal hand Shat in a journal. As well as a quill and two bottles of ink. She'll uh, put them in one of her pockets. Thank you. No Hold problem. on. Tiny Heron gone. These journals are the size of your thigh. Okay, she puts them in uh, her backpack. Okay. Um, uh, hypothetically, if someone was to be stabbed with a quill, what kind of damage does that do? Uh, one point of emotional damage to you? I don't think that you can fucking deal damage with a quill. You really can't. It would break upon impact against most creatures. Like, you might draw blood with the pinprick, and that's about it, but it wouldn't constitute even a point of damage. I just wanted to make certain... I just didn't want to draw any conclusions. Could it constitute <laughs> disappointment? Was all of that for the pun? No. Roll deception. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Having divvied up your traveling supplies, sort of said goodbye to Natalia and Northam. What are your next steps? Well, um... 
Well, Celine, we got our supplies. And I did it without a list. So what should we do now? Well, I suppose we probably should start making trucks for wherever we need to go. Which I believe is Red Coast City, isn't it? We're heading to the tower in the middle of the lake. <clears throat> oh, okay. Gern will lead back to fish camp. That sounds like a plan. Oh my god. I just forget how big this freaking map is. <laughs> Well, at least we won't have to worry about bumping into bandits on the way back. May have to worry about a very stinky hunter, though. Quite possibly. Patton well, is going to jump up on top of uh, Moss's shell and sit down. Well, we're ready to go. Don't see why not. I'm like, sure. And Kern will start leading the way. All right. As you all begin to head south out of Sheraton, beginning your journey through the forest and then eventually west back to the fishing village on the southern shore of Glacius Lake. A mission in mind, a tower to reach, and questions to be answered believe this is a good point to end tonight's session. Well done, guys. We left Sheraton! Oh, we're starting to. <laughs> no, we left. So, next week, we will begin the journey back to the fishing village. Gotta make a couple rolls in the background to see what kind of things you may or may not run into during this time. And then you guys are going to have to deal with figuring out how to get a freaking boat so you can get through the lake. Let me tell you if this I can entire... put you guys a few ideas. You're fired. Just ask. I'm, I'm going to fucking server mute him. Let me tell you if this campaign is like we we go somewhere. We go to another place. We backtrack to the first place. We go back to the second place. All what? the time. I'm here for it. <laughs> the majority of this campaign has been almost entirely like sucked within walking simulator. This little area here of an entire fucking world. <laughs> That's the thing. We we went to a mountain. We went to the Goblin Village. We went to Interion. We went back to the Goblin Village. We went back to Interion. <laughs> we made it to Sheraton. We made it to a fishing village. Next. Then Sheraton. Now we're going back to the fishing village. <laughs> we're going to have to go back to Sheraton to get to Red Coast City, which is the next place. And we'll have to go somewhere else. Then back to Red Coast. Well, okay. Back so to the other somewhere else. Minor correction. You don't necessarily have to go back to Sheraton to get to Red Coast. Well, that kind of eliminates the point of my joke. Thanks, fucker. Okay. Well, well, 
We are going to be close to Interior, so Gurn might want to visit his family again. You do have to scale the mountains to get to Interior. So? Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. If you go straight from the tower to Interior, you have to scale the mountains. But if you go from the tower back to the fishing village and then travel back up the road back to, to Interior... Gurn will just become the mountain. It's not snow covered, dude. <laughs> he is become mountain. I am become the rock. <sighs> Holy shit. Yeah. I would say it was. So you're dying when I was question. speaking? Yes, every goddamn time. That whole interaction with Celine, I'm just sitting here like Oh my brain! It's great. The watchers have chose to let her live, and now she is everyone's problem. <laughs> yeah, she is such that. a big help. <laughs> She's got such a fucking mouth on her. <laughs> Damn. Tried to get hold of... I tried to see what Forthos is up to. <laughs> is it Saturday yet? No. Not anymore. <laughs> Fuck, man. I will say, Zeph, your attempt at uh, connecting with Forthos was not necessarily expected, but certainly within the mechanics. It's just neither of you rolled high enough to penetrate the veil between planes. Oh, I know. I figured that was the reason why it didn't happen. I liked your little. I liked seeing your little mind get blown, Sandy, when I dropped that nugget. Which one? City oh, of the, Brass. the city of brass. Yeah, I was. I was excited. I was more fucking mind blown that. Grave and Arson decided it would be a great idea to leave Shatton alone. <laughs> like, in character. As players? Oh, I'd fucking do it. It's it's great when 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 Zeph's left, left alone as Shat. <laughs> but as, as characters? <laughs> See, Crystal I, simply doesn't care. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> Crystal. But Selene? Selene leaving Shat alone. <laughs> This is a bad Selene idea. Even left first. I was like, oh my god. I, I actually yelled out loud. Mike muted, like, they're fucking leaving <laughs> Shat alone? What I, are I was you wondering doing? what you were trying to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to be like goal oriented here a little bit. Like, we got shit to do. We gotta get there. I gotta go to do this. leaving Shat alone. Shatton said he, she wanted to talk to Northam, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to give her privacy to do so. It's something she would do. At least yeah, I questioned exactly. And I told you we don't question Shatton. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. Shatton just robs Vice's oh, mom. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, you guys didn't expect uh, the fourth this bit, did you? No, (laughs) but I did. I was kind of waiting for, you know, that whole interaction with Northam to go through. Sure, whatever. But I was waiting for 
before you leave Vice's home, going to the kitchen, pretending to say goodbye to Natalia, and just swiping more of the food. Which, by the way, you and I need to sit down and talk about the bag that Shatten can carry. I'm not running encumbrance rules, but holy crap, the amount of stuff that you keep hoarding, at this point, you shouldn't be able to carry your bag. He eats small, so the food lasts longer. Right. That only proves my point even further. Secretly a magical bag. No, and I will never give Shatten a bag of holding. <laughs> it will never be my choice to give Shatten a bag of holding. Holy crap. That's so when we get to Red Coast City, the first thing we do is buy Shatten a bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> I was still thinking the same thing. Okay. If you want to shell out for it, that's on you. When we get to actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to aim more towards like a pants with po- with uh, pockets of holding. Cargo pants. Are, I'm thinking that fits more along her lines. When we get to Red Coast City, we attach that to a fucking rope. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. I bought 150 feet of hemp and rope. It is 100% to make a leash for Shat and a noose for Shat. <laughs> that that tracks, especially after what you just did to Githrin. Were you expecting that? No, I wasn't expecting it to go that dark. But I think I kind of <laughs> triggered it when I dropped the whole harlot thing. Nope. No, I was anyway. I was whole I was wholeheartedly ready to to make sure that he was well aware that the only people that knew I was in town were him and his father. Which isn't true because a couple other people had seen me, but he didn't know that. <laughs> and I, I honestly gave it about three hours of thought one day. Because I was like, this is about how much time Vice would give it. I, I was approaching like the three hour mark and I was like, I gotta drop this because like vice doesn't have that long to think about this so i gave it about three hours of thought and went all right we're gonna threaten him with being labeled as a kinslayer and if he manages to survive and not be put to death for you know killing his own father he's gonna live with that label the rest of his life and try to convince people that it wasn't him even though there will be people that saw him leaving covered in blood and running from his house. I was so fucking ready for that. <laughs> when I heard the voices of the father and, and, uh, and his bully, the only thing I kept thinking was the father was in a wife beater, stained. Maybe like a recliner with a beer in the background. Huh. And he had and he had this and his son had this emo haircut. God. Coming out of the basement rather than coming up from down upstairs. <laughs> and he has to be carrying a bottle of like meat or some shit with him too. Drinking from it very sloppily. Wine. Whatever wine. It's a wine town. You got you got nothing else? Just wine? It's a it's the major export of the town. Well, wine. All right. So had, I they, guess he's just drinking wine then. I would also a, think vinegar, maybe. Yeah. They like had a barrel of. 
They had a barrel of ale, but Shat kind of took care of that. Shat takes care of a lot of things. So did and then, Gern. Yeah, I was going to say, and then Gern drank it from his watcher. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he just slurped that right out of your watcher's grasp. Anyway. Oh, Daddy Earth. <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> word. this is why you guys are fun thank you all for joining us thank you again so much for the subs this has been an incredible first few days of being an affiliate cannot say how happy I am about this I, it's hard enough for me to express because this is all new for me and it's just this is amazing I love you guys thank you for joining us Thank you. Thank you, guys. As we roll Thanks. through the night. Good night. We'll see you next week. Night. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. See you Peace. next Saturday.